0: Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tonight, we have a special Hanukkah tale about a young boy named Jacob who learns to make his great-grandmother's famous recipe for latkes, It's a very sweet story that I think you'll all love. First though, I'd like to thank the wonderful folks at Shopify for sponsoring tonight's episode. I recently attended an open mic night for the first time in years, where I stepped up and played a few songs to a live audience, and I absolutely love that come one, come all type of attitude of an open mic night. Where exactly am I going with this, I hear you ask. Well, to my mind, that's exactly what Shopify is like for budding entrepreneurs. It's the all-in-one commerce platform that makes it simple for anyone, anywhere to step up and start a successful business. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify makes selling simple so you can put yourself and your ideas out there whether your thing is making ebooks or earrings shopify makes your success possible sign up for a free trial at shopify.com/getsleepy all lowercase go to shopify.com/getsleepy to start selling today shopify.com/getsleepy Okay my friends, let's prepare for tonight's charming story by spending a few moments winding down in bed. Make sure you've put any and all physical distractions to one side, leaving nothing but the stillness of the space around you and the sound of my voice to guide you towards rest and relaxation. At this time of year, many of us tend to find ourselves exceptionally busy. The festive season is a time I absolutely cherish, ensuring I spend quality time with family and friends and getting into the spirit of Christmas as it's something my family and I celebrate. But of course, it can be difficult to maintain a consistent and effective routine at this time of year, particularly when it comes to our rest. Between hunting for gifts, organizing meetups, cooking special meals, traveling long distances, and anything else that comes with our seasonal traditions, our regular schedules often take a hit, but I want to remind you to prioritize your sleep as much as you can, especially when your body and mind are signaling that they need some rest. I'd encourage you to just check in with yourself each day, listen to your body, and try to understand what it needs in order for you to feel at your best. If that need is more rest, then don't feel awkward about admitting that and heading off to bed an hour earlier, perhaps, than might have been expected. Us folks that Get Sleepy will be taking some time out to relax and be with our families over the holidays. But our brand new stories and meditations will still be coming your way as usual, so you can rely on this show to remain a source of comfort and rest whenever you need it. Take a nice deep breath in now, and as you release the air back out, feel your body relax, and sink into bed. There's nothing left to do now, but enjoy tonight's story and the rejuvenating rest that will follow for you. So, let's join Jacob as he's waking up in his warm, cozy bedroom on a sparkling winter morning. This is where our story begins. The snow drifts gently past the window as Jacob opens his eyes. He's snuggled under a pile of warm, fuzzy blankets. He pulls them up to his chin and tucks his legs up close to his body, enjoying the comforting warmth of the bed. The heaviest snowflakes stick to the glass. Jacob watches as they melt slowly and join the slush gathering on the wooden frame outside. It's so cozy here, tucked in bed on this chilly winter morning. He doesn't want to leave the tangled swirl of blankets. But then, he remembers that today is special. This evening, he and his dad are going to Aunt Sarah's house for dinner. It's a family tradition that all the aunts, uncles, and cousins get together at least once during Hanukkah everyone makes different dishes to share. They eat a big meal, light the menorah, play with the dreidel, and stay up way past his usual bedtime. And this year, he and his dad are in charge of bringing the latkes. It's a big responsibility especially since they'll be using his great-grandmother's famous family recipe. Jacob has never made latkes before, and he can't wait to learn how. He yawns and stretches his arms above his head, then he pulls his legs out from under the covers and slides his feet into a new pair of royal blue slippers. He's been growing like a weed, says his Aunt Sarah. He outgrew his last pair of slippers in just a few months. This pair looks a little more grown up, more like his dad's. Wiggling his toes and yawning once more, he makes his way down to the kitchen. His dad is at the counter, putting the finishing touches on two plates of French toast. Jacob smiles. This is their special breakfast. His dad only makes French toast on birthdays, holidays, and other extra-special occasions. Jacob walks over to the refrigerator and takes out the orange juice and milk. He pours himself a glass of juice and carefully puts a splash of milk in his dad's coffee cup just the way he likes it. Then he gets out two knives and forks and the bottle of maple syrup. Sitting down at the table, Jacob swings his legs back and forth under his chair in anticipation. His dad claps his hands and turns around with a wink. He sprinkles some icing sugar on top of both stacks of French toast and nestles a few perfectly ripe raspberries around the golden squares. He sets one plate down in front of Jacob and the other at his place at the table. With a warm smile, he says, enjoy, and they both begin. The French toast is warm and buttery. The icing sugar on top gathers together in delectably sweet mounds of white. Every mouthful is the perfect marriage of salty and sweet made even better by the gooey syrup and crunchy crust. Jacob uses the final piece of toast to soak up the last of the maple syrup and sugar, and finishes with a delightfully tart bite of raspberry. With breakfast over, Jacob's dad tells him it's time to get ready for the day. They wash up the plates and pans together before Jacob heads back to his bedroom to get dressed. He'll put on one of his nicer shirts before they go to Aunt Sarah's house, but for now, He chooses some comfy clothes. One of his favorite old t-shirts and a pair of red sweatpants make the perfect outfit for cooking. When he's dressed, Jacob walks down to the kitchen, where his dad is already starting to prepare their workspace. On the table, he finds an old piece of paper that's yellowed around the edges. This is a copy of his great-grandmother's recipe, Jacob's dad tells him. Your great-grandmother, my grandmother, was famous for making the best latkes in the family, he says. Our mother made copies of lots of her recipes to give us, me and Aunt Sarah and Uncle David, when we were old enough to cook. Now it's your turn to learn. Hearing these words, Jacob feels proud that his dad trusts him with a task like this. He knows how important it is for everyone to have latkes during Hanukkah. They are always one of the most special dishes. Every year, his aunts and uncles and cousins taste the crispy, savoury potato pancakes and share their memories of celebrations past. For some reason, these little fried pancakes seem to be the key to his family's most treasured memories. Jacob never got to meet his great-grandmother, but he's heard all about her over latkes at Hanukkah meals. She was kind and caring, but also feisty and determined. Once she made up her mind to do something, she did it, Uncle David always says. This year, Jacob decides he'll be just like his great-grandmother. He'll learn how to make the best latkes and carry on this family tradition. First, Jacob's dad tells him to pick out several of the best potatoes from the bin in the pantry. Jacob opens the pantry door and peeks inside. It's dark, so he pulls the hanging cord above his head to turn on the single light bulb on the ceiling. Jacob gets down on his hands and knees and slides the bin in front of him, then he runs his hands over the rough brown potatoes one by one. The earthy and familiar scent of dirt reaches his nose as he moves the vegetables around in their bin. Soon, he has a fine collection of large and medium-sized potatoes in his arms. Jacob carries them over to the sink and begins to wash them off. He uses a coarse brush to scrub any remaining dirt off the skin. As he washes and scrubs, Jacob looks out the kitchen window. Snow is still falling outside, making the yard look like a winter wonderland. It's almost as if their house is inside a snow globe that someone just shook up, Jacob thinks to himself. He watches a few large snowflakes drift by and land on one of the bushes by the window. Before long, they are covered in a fine layer of snow. That reminds him of the icing sugar on the French toast this morning, and the thought makes him sigh happily. He scrubs even harder, knowing the latkes will taste just as good, if not as sweet. When he's finished, he carries the potatoes over to where his dad is standing by a large bowl. The next step is to grate the potatoes into the bowl, his dad says nudging the handle of the grater towards him. Carefully, Jacob slides a large potato up and down the side of the grater, watching as thin slivers fall down into the bowl below. It doesn't take long for him to find the perfect rhythm. down. Swoosh, swoosh. The potato's damp interior makes a satisfying noise as it glides along the metal circles of the grater. As he works, his dad explains to him that there are some tales he should know if he's going to be a keeper of the family tradition. Jacob looks up at his dad, who winks at him. He's brimming with curiosity. He thought he was just going to learn a recipe. He didn't realize there were stories, too. Have you ever wondered Why we eat latkes? his dad asks. Jacob nods. Well, first of all, latkes is the Yiddish word for pancakes, his dad tells him. And originally, the pancakes were made of fried cheese instead of potatoes. This is surprising to Jacob who's only ever had the potato kind, or the sweet type of pancakes you eat with syrup in the mornings. Images of stretchy mozzarella sticks come to Jacob's mind. Fried cheese pancakes don't sound bad at all. Once, a long time ago, an Assyrian general named Holofernes was holding the town of Bethulia under siege. A brave woman named Judith wanted her town to be free. She fed him salty pancakes filled with salty cheese. When he became thirsty, she gave him wine to drink so much that he eventually fell asleep. Then, she took his sword and triumphed over him. I'll save the details for another time, he says with a grin. As his dad tells him the story, Jacob moves on to the second potato, then the third until they are part of the mountain of shavings piled high in the glass bowl. His dad continues. Nobody knows why the story of Judith became linked to Hanukkah, but it did. And even as far back as the Middle Ages, people were eating these cheesy pancakes during the holiday to commemorate Judith's bravery. Jacob pauses his grating with a puzzled look. So why do we eat potato pancakes now instead of cheese ones? Well, his dad says, potatoes were cheap and easy to buy. So, for many people, especially those from Eastern Europe many years ago, they became a staple. It just made sense to start using them in the pancakes too. It was all about adapting to what they had. It does make sense to Jacob, though he can't help but think that someday – It would be fun to make cheese pancakes, too. He tells this to his dad, who laughs. Let's try it next year, his dad suggests. With a happy grin, Jacob finishes grating his final potato. Now that he's done with that task, it's time to remove as much of the excess liquid from the shavings as they can. His dad explains that the latkes will hold together better and have a nicer consistency if the potatoes are squeezed out first. They pile the potato shavings into a piece of cheesecloth And twirl both ends. Slowly, Jacob watches as water drains out of the bottom. When the shavings are as dry as possible, Jacob mixes them with some eggs and flour, salt and pepper. Meanwhile, his dad heats up a generous amount of oil in a heavy pan on the stove. When it's hot enough, Jacob gathers large spoonfuls of the potato mixture and drops them slowly into the pan. He isn't usually allowed to cook with oil, but since his dad is here to help him, it's okay. Soon, the smell of frying potato fills the warm air of the kitchen. It's so savory and salty, he thinks, and it's also comforting. His dad has been the one to bring latkes to the family dinners before, so Jacob has grown up with these scents all around him they make him think of joyful times with his family, good food, and special moments with his dad. As he scoops the little pancakes into the oil, his dad continues his story. A very long time ago, long before Even your great-grandmother's grandmother was born, he says with a smile. There was a man named Judah Maccabee. Like Judith, he and his followers were victorious. They triumphed over a Syrian Greek king. Jacob looks thoughtfully at his dad as he plops another pancake into the oil. But what does that have to do with latkes, Jacob asks. His dad smiles, removing the first batch of golden pancakes from the oil, and setting them on a paper towel to drain. After Judah Maccabee and his followers reclaimed one particular temple, they prepared it as best they could. But they only had enough oil to light the menorah, the lamp, for one night. They lit it, and it burned for eight days. That's often called the miracle of light his dad explains. So now, we eat foods cooked in oil during Hanukkah, because it reminds us of that oil that burned for so many days. Jacob listens as his dad's voice mingles with the crackling sound of the hot oil. The flickering flame of the stove Dances slightly beneath the heavy black pan as the latkes turn a beautiful golden brown. Outside, the snow falls steadily on the yard and all the trees. Somehow, these little potato pancakes do bring out the most amazing stories, Jacob thinks to himself. Whether it's stories of his great-grandmother in her hometown, tales of all the trouble he and his cousins get into together, or these being passed down by his dad now, they are all magical in their own way. as the last of the latkes are flipped over and then removed from the pan and set gently on the paper towel. Jacob takes a deep breath. He loves the warm and comforting smell of potato pancakes mixing with the lighter scent of hot oil. his dad rests a hand on his shoulder. Well done, Jacob, he says. Now you know how to make your great-grandmother's famous latkes. Jacob beams with pride and happiness. He is grateful for his whole extended family and for his dad in particular, who is always there for him no matter what. And now that he knows how to make regular latkes, there's nothing standing in the way of him making cheese pancakes next year. The thought makes him giggle to himself. Jacob's dad tells him it's time to get ready to go. They'll head over to Aunt Sarah's house soon, so everyone can enjoy the latkes while they're still warm. Jacob finds one of his favorite shirts in his wardrobe and pulls it on. By the time he meets his dad back in the kitchen, they are both dressed for the occasion. While his dad packs up the latkes in a few containers, Jacob finds jars of both applesauce and sour cream to accompany them. He knows a lot of his cousins don't like sour cream, but he does, as do most of the adults. His favorite thing to do is alternate bites, sour cream, apple sauce, back and forth. It gets the perfect mix of sweet and tart with the savory potato. He can't wait to try some of the latkes and imagines they'll taste even better this year, knowing all the work that went into making them. Just moments later, Jacob and his dad are wrapping themselves up in coats and scarves and heading out the front door. While his dad warms up the car, Jacob takes a moment to appreciate the wintry world all around him. The snow is falling peacefully, and the only sounds are the familiar ones of home. On this day, Jacob feels the love of his family surrounding him – through his dad, through the food they cook together, and through the stories they share.